the Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the many coastlands be glad. Psalm 97, verse 1. Uh, what I wrote here uh, is something I learned from you, Chuck. Uh, and I said, the Lord reigns, but his kingdom is still to be. So what does it mean to us? Clearly, we are called to labor in his pastures. Quote, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Uh, but what I learned from you is the, uh, you know, when Jesus says, thy kingdom come, it is not, uh, it, it's going to come, but it's not yet. And so we live in a kind of a net, uh, not yet kind of environment uh, awaiting the coming of the kingdom. Yeah, it's interesting that in your uh, observation, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit speaks. You took it to laborers and harvest because when we just read this coastlands, I was reminded of the historical process of mission is that during the colonial era, and it's really you know what we refer to as the modern missions movement, but um, I don't know how accurate that is because there's been more modern since then. But um, the colonists attached in their exploration also the bringing of the gospel. And there were some unfortunate realities in that. But initially, it was to coastlands. So with these great Navy and um, vessels of trade, the gospel was brought all along the Asian coast and Indonesia, the Philippines, all around Africa. And it sat there for a long time until some people got the vision in the 1800s to bring it into the interior. And this was the move. And um, I come from a tradition where uh, the the model was from here to Timbuktu, which is interesting because I lived in Mali. The idea was that we would bring the gospel to the furthest place. And uh, what was once the coastlands now becomes the interiors. And more recently, uh, the perspective in missiology has been to the least evangelized. And we're thinking far more than geographical break now, but we're thinking about socio and economic difference that keep people from experiencing the gospel. And so I just find it fascinating in even your title, The Lord Reigns, that you went to this missional perspective that really was what launched in my heart. I guess what I would see in this is how God's word springs new thoughts that are old thoughts in us all the time. So I, I actually participated in a Trace Dias uh, weekend. And this was the uh, passage that was sort of the core key passage that we studied throughout the weekend. Uh, and it was from Matthew 9, 37. Uh, but uh, to me, so I didn't actually consciously make the connection you're talking about, Chuck, but uh, because I would not have known that. Uh, but I, I do know that uh, we are called to be laborers in, in, in the field, and Jesus is calling us uh, to do just that. And the reason the laborers are few is because it's dislocating to become a laborer for Christ. Uh, it's one of the most amazing experiences you can ever have. And that's what we're actually doing right now. But 
it takes you out of your comfort zone. It takes you out of the vicarious life and into the active life. And that's why I thought of this passage when I was trying to uh, articulate what the uh, psalm was saying. But it's it back to the fact that we've lost our sanctified imagination and our wonder in this world and the desire to bring God back into this space. Um, this passage reminds me of a hymn that we sang often uh, when I was a child and um, not familiar to most people. It's out of the Methodist tradition, but it was written by Isaac Watts and the title is Jesus Shall Reign. And I won't uh, kill people on this podcast by singing it, but uh, the words go like this. Jesus shall reign where'er the sun does his successive journeys run. His kingdom spread from shore to shore till moon shall wax and wane no more. And it picks up that idea from shore to shore that uh, out of that tradition, the Methodists were very committed to bringing the gospel uh, to the uh, people who hadn't experienced it. And Isaac Watts' hymn would have been perfect for the tradition of the Wesley brothers who went out pursuing people who didn't know this message and to give everybody the opportunity to bring praise to this Lord Jesus. Uh, scripture says that one day every knee is going to bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. And we will either do that in shame because we missed it or out of delight. And now we get to practice for our eternal declaration. 